going on guys welcome back to another episode you're the one that always takes note of what number this is i don't remember what number this is this is episode 31 and my name is boogie by the way howdy that's gonna be boogie my co-host and i'm cam yet again on another episode of beyond the senses podcast and uh yeah guys we wanted to um finish off the year with our 2023 Top 10 2023 horror movies. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like um, this year kind of wasn't the best for movies, but you know, <laughs> every this time I say all, that. This dude always been saying that. <laughs> this dude's I'm a hater in 2023. I'm not the only one. Come on, man. Like, I guess last year was just so strong and this year just didn't touch it. And I know I can't compare, but... It's so hard because I remember when we did this exact episode last year and I just felt more secure with my placements on stuff, even though I do feel like this list, you know, everything's in the right spot for me. But last year's list was like pretty tough to make. Um, so I have, to look, I, I have to look back at my I have to look back at my list from last year to remember all of them uh, just to see how they compare to what I have this year. But uh I don't know. It was solid because when you, when I looked at my top ten, they're all eights or above, like eight out of tens or above, and I think that's pretty good. But I mean, also that's you could take into consideration my rating style. I might rate things higher, so you never really know. But as far as like uh, my experience of twenty twenty three, eight and above, that's pretty good. When you get in sevens and seven and a half in your top ten, then it's kind of like well. And the year was kind of eh. But I mean, some something I rate at eight or eight and a half, somebody might rate lower. So again, you never really know. Yeah, so I think my top ten actually, I think I do have like a seven and a half in my top ten. Maybe two. I don't remember exactly, but... um, You know what? No, no I just I, have I just one. Said that. I just have one. I just said that. I just said all of that. And I do have enough. I do have one that's a seven and a half. Yeah, list. I have one. So <laughs> one, me too. One. Yeah. Um. So but I guess it goes back to what you said. The year yeah, wasn't I mean, great. I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, like we said, we did discuss before this episode. We will do just real quick. Say like what we thought didn't make the list, but are like kind of like honorable mentions. So I guess like a technical number eleven and twelve. Yeah. um they they look they did have some really good films i did like this year but i just didn't like it as much as last year and that's the, i guess i guess it's because like that was when we started the podcast too so i'm comparing it because like usually when i make these lists it doesn't really i don't know like it doesn't really stick as much i guess but i guess since we are making podcast episodes i remember last year like more you know it's like right yeah. there in my memory so Okay, did you want to, uh, you want to wait till after we talk about the list, or did you want to say how many oh, we could, 2023, 2023 movies we both watched? Oh, yeah, yeah, we could say that. So, how many did you watch this year? Because I watched 26. At easily one 26. Point, yeah, at one point, I remember we both were at, like, nothing really watched, and then we just, yeah. like, watched a slew of stuff in the past, like, few weeks. Um, I watched uh, 27, I believe. I almost had yeah, 27. I watched half. Yeah. I watched half of a movie. I didn't finish it, although the half that I did watch. What was it? What was the movie? Uh, Hugh Sarah, The Bone Woman. 
Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it was on Shutter. I watched half of it. It was all right, but it wasn't nothing from at least halfway, which, I mean, you can't judge a movie halfway, obviously. But halfway of what I've seen, it wasn't making my top ten. But yeah, maybe, the end, yeah. maybe the end was fucking awesome, and I'm just, a, I'm just stupid. <laughs> I guess I'll say, like, the few that I was going to squeeze in, but I didn't end up getting in, and I'm not really too worried about it, to be honest. I mean, maybe it's on me if they... Could have made the list or not, but um, the ones I didn't see were uh, Venus, Bo is Afraid, It Lives Inside, It's a Wonderful Knife, Godzilla Minus One, Influencer, and that's about it. So those are the ones that I was going to check out. I ended up not getting to those, but I got a pretty decent amount that I feel like I'm I'm sitting pretty okay, so. Venus, I wanted to watch that one too. That's probably the only one that you mentioned that I wanted to catch that I didn't. And then uh, Godzilla is minus one, right? Right, yeah. I do want to see that, but I know it's not fully horror, so I wasn't tripping about that. And then uh, Bo was Afraid, I kind of wanted to see only because it's Ari Aster, and I'm sure there's horror elements in it, but I know it's it's just long as hell, and I just didn't get it in. (laughs) So we still need (laughs) to see it. It's just so long. Yeah, I do want to see it, but my urge to see it is not as much as it was to see something like Hereditary or, um, you know, Midsommar. Yeah. Just because those were full-fledged horror movies. People say Midsommar isn't really a horror movie, but it's definitely got horror elements, you know? So. Right. Yeah. But, so yeah. I guess I'll say just, I mean, I guess we could just get into it. Like the 11 and 12 are honorable mentions that didn't quite make the top 10, but are sitting like right below. Um, sure. So yeah, my 11 is um no you mean number 12 right well yeah i guess we'll do yeah 12 and then 11 yeah um so my number 11 is gonna be uh i mean my number 12 is gonna be renfield's um renfield nicholas cage and uh nicholas cage and nicholas holt i had a good time with yeah and really the movie made the movie the, the movie's like decent but Nicolas Cage really made it for me because I know you had said it too in your review. I wasn't totally into the action parts of it, but um, but I mean the rest of the movie, like the vampire parts and stuff like that, like with Dracula, um, uh, those parts like I really liked. But I'm also st- like very odd when it comes to horror comedies. I know you know that, but I had a yeah. good time with it primarily because of Nick Cage. It's funny. I just watched it. Uh, I watched it myself not long ago, and you said you mentioned the action scenes. That was definitely something I didn't like about it. But if you like action in your horror, I don't at all, really. Like if you like Underworld, you can't compare it to Underworld. But if you like that action blend in horror, this has that like a lot. Like I even said in my review that they turn Renfield into like a superhero almost because he's got these. I did like how he got the superpowers, how by eating bugs, because he ate bugs in like the right, original one. Yeah. So they brought that over in a modern way. I just I didn't like the the over it just felt way overdone with the action. And and yeah. the side plot with um that family that uh Oh man, I God I, I, my least favorite part of the movie for sure. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like it either. They try to bring Dracula into that, but like yeah. you mentioned, you, you said you said it perfectly, like when you watch this movie, you're watching it for Nicolas Cage as Dracula because he does That's a fucking thing. awesome job. The movie's called Renfield, though, but like 
Perfect. He's not my favorite part of it. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's cool in it. I like Nicholas yeah. Holt as an actor, but I don't think like this is my favorite role of his or anything. Um, but yeah, so. he's got a few. He's got a few in the horror genre now. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, and he's about to be in Nosferatu, man. So, oh, he's um, in that too. True. Yeah. So nice. yeah, he's definitely good. I just not like you know peak Nicholas Holt, but yeah. uh, Nick Cage the is gore. pretty cool. Gore's oh. pretty good in Renfield too. Yeah, yeah, it is. But yeah, that's my number twelve. Are we gonna say them back to back? What we have, or you want to do your number twelve now? Yeah, I'll go. We can go back and forth like we okay. would do. Yeah. Uh, did you rate that one? Do you have a rating for it? I have. Yeah, I think I had mine at like a seven, seven out of ten. I think it was. I have a three and a half out of five. So I'm probably gonna go along with seven out of ten. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was at a six and a half, so I was only a point, a half a point lower than you were. And I think that was actually maybe two or three more down the line from these two honorable mentions. But uh, my number twelve was a movie I think we I actually messaged you about this the other day and we had a conversation about was it 2013 2023 was it 2022 and because I had been under the assumption that it was 2022 because I've seen it so early in 2023 and then if you look it up obviously it had a um I think it had like a I don't know like a film festival release date in 2022 I think and that is um sick by John Hyams that's the um the COVID slasher uh, written by, damn it, what's his name? You know him from uh, yeah, Kevin uh, Williams. Williamson, yeah, Williamson. Kevin Williamson uh, wrote Scream and all. This feels like a modern Scream to me, basically. Um, I I know of the other film John Hyams directed. I can't remember right now, but he directed the shit out of this. Pretty, I think it's a pretty well directed movie. And for a COVID movie, I thought I was gonna hate it because going in, you know, it's a COVID movie. If you look at the poster, it even has. You know, it's called sick. And then he has the mask on his face on the cover art. Uh, But I think they did it pretty well. I think uh, it's action packed. There's a a twist in it that kind of like harkens back to Scream, too, in a way. Uh, I don't give it away or anything. Uh, But yeah, this one totally wouldn't have been on my list at all because I thought it was 2022 until Camp said, no, this is 2023. It was just in January. So, yeah, that's sick. like I said, COVID, I didn't want to see a COVID horror movie because I think that's just so cliche. And But they do it in a way where it's not. And, and there's some cool kills, some good tense moments, a good cold open. Uh, and you can you can feel it was written by Kevin Williamson. Uh, and so, yeah, it makes it makes my honorable mention at 12. Uh, anything you have to say on this, buddy? I enjoyed it, but I really, like, I don't know, man. Like, I was fine with the COVID, like, perspective but that's not my favorite part of the movie for sure and the ending like like the whole reason like the whole thing with the two girls being there because of covid and all that stuff i didn't mind all that that was cool and i like the twist the violence was really sick like the the action parts are like really like aggressive like they're really i like that stuff about it they're not action like Renfield, though. You know, they're just action no, 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 as a yeah. term of like right. a slasher. It's <laughs> like it's like those close combat fighting, but it's like, oh my god, yeah. like somebody's gonna die, and it's gonna be like, yeah. you know, it's intense. Whereas Renfield's just kind of like, oh, people are dying all over, and it's not really that big of a deal. But right, 
Um, yeah, it was it was good. Like it was good to me. I mean, it is a little further down on my list. Like it, it didn't make my top ten or anything, and it's further down from my honorable mentions. But uh, I did remember it being like good because of like Kevin Williamson, you know. And I don't know. I mean, I don't like the ending really. <laughs> like the whole COVID tie-in with it. I I don't. Um, I don't hate it, but I wasn't like. I definitely wasn't like, oh, cool. This is like, you know, the way to go. I don't know. I just, I, I actually like the twist. Really yeah, I like the twist that you get towards the end of like, um, it ties into COVID, obviously, because I've during COVID, I mean, we got to see it, we got to live it, of course. So I've seen people freak out about um, people breaking COVID rules and stuff like that, and like calling cops on people for having people over and just just crazy <laughs> stuff like that and so they obviously take that a step further in sick and stuff and but i like it because i was like okay i can i can see that this is happening to some extent just not like this craziness but i mean for a horror movie i liked it and um i thought there was some good set pieces in it as well but uh for a rating too i just want to throw that out before we move on but i give that one a seven out of ten so three and a half out of five stars yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's number twelve. That's pretty much where I'm sitting at with it too. Seven. Yeah, it's further down on my list, but it's yeah about the same as Renfield almost. Uh, with my liking towards it. All right. Um. So you wanted to get straight into the top ten, and then kind of do this the thing where like if you no, have I we had higher... another honorable mention. Oh, do we? That was number twelve. Oh yeah, that's true. Damn, dude, dude like. <laughs> <laughs> he's so anxious to get into the top 10 well i felt uh, for some reason i thought like 12 and 11 was like just like we talked about two movies so i thought that was 12 uh, and 11 well, you want to do it like oh. that we can if you no, you're right you're another right one. no so my 11 was totally killer came out a few months back i missed this did one you, I did care. you even watch okay yeah i didn't think <laughs> Yeah, um, slasher, meta type slasher, which kind of a, I don't know, not my favorite thing now because they kind of getting overdone. But uh, it was fun though, honestly. And I think the more the, the reason why I like this one more is because it's Halloween. It is like pushed like a good bit actually, which I did was surprised because I didn't think it was a Halloween film, but it, it kind of is in a way. Uh, the twist at the end really cool and it actually works with like because it's about time travel so you got killer and you know time travel and stuff but you kind of got some twists because you know you go back in time you mess with it and then there's like a killer in the past so it's like you know i, I don't want to say anything really but you know two different times right it goes so, to the 80s goes back to the 80s right yeah but it's in the two different time periods you know like, is it two different killers? So, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, but, yeah, that's um, what you're saying. Yeah. Cool mask. I like the mask. Um, the kill is like kind of like sick. Like, this killer is pretty aggressive. So, I like that added, you know, feature to whenever a killer has like more aggressiveness to them, makes them a little bit more scarier whenever they're about to kill somebody. So, yeah. But yeah, yeah like, um, again, like we said, I didn't, I didn't see that. I didn't get to see this one. Uh, I've been seeing it on the year in list and all. I just I never got to it. Yeah, I should have. This one I'd put at about seven point five. Um, so yeah, I did like it a little bit more than six. If we were talking about you know comparing them, they are two slashers. So 
yeah, I like this one a little bit more. Um, so on Amazon Prime, if you haven't watched it. Oh, yeah. And my, one of my favorite things, too, is uh, Kieran and Shipka. She's like one of the best parts of it. And what I, and I feel like the, I don't know, like the, the main girl, like the final girl type thing. Um, I like her from Sabrina. So I guess if it was somebody else, you know, it would, could be good. But I like the charm of her. So it just worked. But yeah, so gotcha. Nice. So that's your eleven. All right. All right. Well, my last honorable mention, my number eleven is going to be the angry black girl and her monster. Okay. Um, See, I miss, I missed this one. <laughs> okay. Cool. We both we didn't watch each other's eleven. This this was actually in my top ten. It was number ten for the longest time. It's directed by um, Bomani J Story, and it's based. I mean, uh, just to give you the gist of it it's basically the frankenstein story the mary shelley frankenstein story but modernized uh and you know the culture of you know black people and people of color it's it's all based on that you know so basically about a girl she's growing up in like this area where it's not safe you know there's crime all this kind of stuff kind of like putting the uh, microscope on like how People of color grow up in certain neighborhoods and, you know, they can't they don't choose where they where they live, but they have to deal with the repercussions just like anybody else. And uh, she wants to do better for herself. She does. But her brother got caught up in um, gang violence, gets killed. And she. It's been a little minute since I've seen it, but she eventually she wants to bring him back. She wants to bring her brother back because she's been trying out how to bring people back to life, like through animals and stuff like that. And uh, so she's like, well, try it on my brother, bring him back. She does bring him back, but it's like, obviously in a monster, he's a monster basically, you know? So he's like a zombie almost. Doesn't look like Frankenstein. He just looks more like a zombie, but uh, a lot of social commentary as you would expect. I just thought the way they brought Frankenstein into this in particular story was pretty neat and pretty clever uh but like i said it's been a minute since i've seen it i just remember liking it quite a bit and the ending's not too bad or anything do you think uh, i wish i could watch- say more you think I yeah i think you should watch one? it yeah i think you should definitely watch it it's got some parts in it though where it's like as i mentioned with the commentary they it's kind of like hitting you over the head with it sometimes and i i really dislike that but thankfully yeah. for the movie the rest the rest of the movie was really good like the horror elements are solid the gore that they have and it's solid and it's talking about some real stuff just in general, you know, um, right. commentary I'm fine with, but when it hits you over the head with it, like it does in here, it's just like a turn off for sure. But the rest of the movie sold me for sure. And that's why I got it on uh, my number 11. So that's like a seven and a half out of 10, three and a half out of five stars. Yeah. So and I feel yeah. like we're sitting at about the same point for our honorable mentions. I mean, seven, seven and a half. And then, yeah, I actually, like I said, when we get into it, my 10 is like a seven and a half, but uh, then we hop right into pretty much eights after. So, yeah, mine too. That's funny. But yeah, so you want to hop right into the 10. um, And then you want to do the way of like, okay, so if I have it and then you don't have it till later, we just wait to talk about it till we get to you instead of talking about it. Okay. Yeah, like, uh, I heard fucking the podcast. Yeah. What is it? Colors of the Dark. Colors of the Dark does the same thing. I think it's just a better format of going through your list. So, uh, did you want to start or you want me to start? Uh, 
Would you rather? You want me to start? Uh, I guess I can go because you just said you're 11. Okay. So, yeah. So, uh, it is time to begin. <laughs> Beyond the Senses Top 10 2023, 2023. Horror, horror movies. <laughs> 2023. 2020. <laughs> All right. So, at number 10 is The Boogeyman. And yes. I actually just checked this out like last week. And it actually surprised me because it's not that I didn't think it was going to be good, but I didn't think it would really do like what it did to me because it actually is pretty scary. And, you know, I, I seen you had noted it. I didn't know it was PG-13. It kind of feels like a more, like, it's not a tame movie. It's so like, yeah. yeah, like, I think it kind of goes, like, close to the edge of being R-ish. Um, if it had gore and stuff, it definitely would be. But uh, it doesn't really go in that direction. But, yeah, I really liked it, dude. Like, the basically, you take in the Boogeyman story but you put it into this grieving family and i mean it's a bro it's you know it's not a full family i guess because you have a dad and two daughters that yeah. are grieving the loss of their mother so um this is stephen king as well stephen king adaptation. yeah adapted and, I, and the note on that i mean i think it does feel like a stephen king movie but it but not yeah really in the same way as the others that i've watched it's not nearly that vibe that he usually gives off but i don't think it's it's bad like you know saying it is a stephen king movie i guess would surprise some people like it does surprise me how this is one because it really just doesn't it's much darker i feel like like i don't know like in the more of a some dark stephen king movies now there is but this is like a different i don't know it's different type of darkness i'm feeling with this one man it's taking me over like (laughs) Like <laughs> it is I, dark, I for, especially PG thirteen. I I agree with that. Yeah. So, um, but I really enjoyed it, and I'm glad I checked it out just the other day because if I didn't, I would, you know, it wouldn't have made my list. And it might be in tenth place, but it still made it. So it's a few down from mine, but it's not far. It's um, but I thought this. I thought there was the Stephen King stuff was uh, most notable in like the family dynamic. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. uh. I feel like every Stephen King movie or most of them have that that that, that dynamic with the family and they're going through something or they're, you know, coming together for something, you know, and I felt that with that. Dude, uh, I've never seen the main, like the older daughter in anything else, but she was really yeah. good in this. Yeah, she was good in this, yeah. She's super hot. <laughs> no, How just, old is she? Because she seemed kind of young. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, no, I'm pretty sure she's like 20, I think. Um, but anyways, no, like the dad was even good, like too though. Um, that was like, good. He kind of annoyed me at, at sometimes, but then he kind of won me back over. It was weird. Like, yeah, at first, I, like that... I liked him. I started off liking him. Then it was parts where it was like he wasn't like he was just kind of there, but also that was just how the character was written okay. and then, her name is sophie thatcher and she's 23 so okay you're safe <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i've yeah. never seen him in anything either and yeah, he was really good too yeah me neither uh, the director did something that i know he did i just can't remember at the moment 
Yeah, what, what did you think about the, the Boogeyman itself? Yeah, I thought it was good. I don't like, the only parts I didn't like about it was whenever he was jumping around all the time because that was, it seemed like it was obviously CGI on those parts and they yeah. had no, you couldn't make out anything. You just seen this slender fucking yeah. like creature. The, yeah, the, way, the way they definitely played with like, it lives in the dark. That was pretty creepy, dude. Like to yeah. me it was just because like literally anytime you tried to like put your eyes on it you can't you couldn't even in like a tiny bit of light because he always is like it would always just hide back in the darkness so i thought that was really cool but yeah so i have it at a 7.5 out of 10 and that's why i just made my my top 10 so i uh i think i heard it on colors of the dark we plug in that again but i think they had the director on there a while back and he was talking about the boogeyman and uh he said he's only on. It's only on screen just as long as the xenomorph is an alien, which is not long at all. Yeah, but it's which effective. Does make sense. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. effective. I d- I just don't like the CGI, but when you do see it finally close up towards the end, there's some like it looks like practical effects, you know. Right. Yeah. The face yeah, is creepy. There's one scene. Yeah, there's one scene yeah. where you just barely see its face. Like it's quick. It's really quick, and it's towards the end. It's like in the final act. I just don't. I can't pinpoint exactly where but there's a point where you it's before you see his face fully you kind of you see it in full but it's kind of like in shadow kind of still and it looks fucking it looks just wicked and (laughs) twisted yeah (laughs) yeah cool i think i got that at a seven so i'm only like a half point lower than you and it was a few down it wasn't far nice all right my number 10 is probably gonna piss some people off a little bit just because 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 I think people love this movie a lot, and it's going to be at their top of their list as opposed to the bottom of the, my list. Uh, and the movie I'm talking about is When Evil Lurks um, by Damien Rugna. Oh, wow. number 10. Yeah, yeah, that is surprising. Yeah, I have yeah, I haven't I have yeah, seen this in the theater. I did no, no, like no, it a lot. We're going to talk about it whenever we get to... Oh, shit, you're right. You, it's high yeah. for you. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay, well, back to you, sir, with your number nine. Uh, my number nine. <laughs> I don't see anybody have this on their list. And you're not going to have it on yours either because you didn't see it. Oh, shit. Look, so we're, ta- we're, we're including movies that came out this year that were easily, you know, findable and viewable. <laughs> To the public, okay, and they were released this year. So if they were made in 2022, but released this year, it's 2023, baby. So apparently, this movie was made in 2022. Heebie jeebie TV. <laughs> oh, that's a 2023 movie. Shit. It came out this year, and it it, it was released onto Screenbox. And uh, dude, I loved it. Like this movie's wild. It, in terms of like, I don't know, just it's kind of on the lines of WNUF Halloween special, which we've brought up, I think, a few times um, on this show, on our Beyond the Census show for Halloween, you know. But um, this movie is totally different because it takes the commercial aspect of it and all that, but it combines it with this blue alien figure that visits these little kids and gives them a cable box. They hook it up. And the channels on it, you know, it's the heebie-jeebie TV box. So, like, 
the channels on are like commercials and stuff, but it's also like commercials that like are so f- relatable to what we used to see. So like when you would see the QVC shopping channel <laughs> yeah. selling candles or whatever, okay, they have something like that. And then they have like, you know, you have like toys that come with slime and like stuff like that. Like it was just it's so well done though, man. Like I loved it. Um this was actually one I was supposed to have them on. Sorry. Wait, what you said? This was supposed to be in my 31 days, and I this is the one that I missed on my 31 days. And I didn't watch it after 31 days because it's 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 does it have a Halloween theme at all? Yeah, yeah it does. Okay. Yeah, that's why I didn't do it, but I do want to see it. It's just, man, like in terms of what it is, I mean, yeah, it's totally different than any movie on my list, but the amount of like just it's hilarious, like that I just had to put it on my list and it's, you know, number nine. So, I mean, you know, it's it, in terms of quality, I think my rest are like better movies, but this one was just really fun. So, um, I think I got this out of eight, eight out of 10. Heebie TV, baby. I wasn't expecting Heebie TV. I wasn't even thinking about <laughs> it being on the list. Cause I forgot mm-hmm. that it was even a 2023 movie technically, but yeah, you're right. Well, God damn it. Should have watched that one because it maybe would have made my list too. Now I'm thinking, but all right. Well, my number nine. I'm curious to see if this is on your list. Uh, my number nine is going to be Candyland by John Swab. Yeah, it's higher. It's higher. <laughs> well, wait again. Goddamn. Well, wait, you, you can't go to your your next one. Well, I have to go to number eight. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Have to say my number nine, yeah. Yeah. My number nine is one that um, you've seen way before me. You were telling me about it, how much you liked it. Um, and this is this is where this is where it's going to get to where y'all probably like, oh, this doesn't make sense because what I just said, heebie TV, look, the list is my list, okay? So, like, the way I made this list... Most of them are rated in order of, you know, the stars, okay? But yeah. this one is, like, you know, sitting closer to the quality of, like, Boogeyman. So, um, this is going to be Cobweb. Okay, it's higher for me. Okay, well, then we're going to skip it. Cause <laughs> I feel like that's going to happen about... a lot now. <laughs> we're just going to be constantly skipping each other. Oh, it's higher. <laughs> Except this next one, I think I might have you on this one. Uh, okay, so we're skipping that since I have it higher. So that was your number eight, right? Yeah. No, that was my number nine. No. No. Oh, okay. My number eight. okay, it is your number eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you said yeah. Heebie TV was your number nine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, up to my number eight then. My number eight is Suitable Flesh by Joe Lynch. Yeah, you can talk about it. Good to go. Okay, cool. It's not on your list. Okay, yeah, I just seen this. This is one of the ones I crunched in to get before the year-end list was done and before we recorded this because Joe Lynch I like, but I don't like him as much as I like Lovecraft adaptations. And so when I seen this, was strict, this was like a Lovecraft adaptation written by Dennis, pa- Dennis Paoli, who wrote the movies that we love, uh, Reanimator from 1985. Uh, from Beyond, 1986, I think. So, directed by Stuart Gordon. And actually, Stuart Gordon was supposed to direct this one as well, but he ended up passing away and couldn't do it. But I think Joe Lynch does it 
justice in terms of it feels like uh it's hard to say because it doesn't have the colors it doesn't have that color palette the neon colors like those other two films have this is more grounded and i know we talked about the grounded thing it's only grounded to me in terms of how it looks it's it's not like right. otherworldly how it looks like right. those other movies are clearly that that's what really stands out for me for this one like yeah it just feels like a normal thriller to me. I don't know. I, I just right, but if you did. watch, yeah. But uh, I feel like if you watch, like it has a lot of erotic, like it's like an erotic thriller, basically, with the Lovecraft horror stuff thrown in as well. But I feel like it's also super campy, mm-hmm. and it's yeah, like it supposed to be campy, and it's like because right. that throws me that throws me back to Reanimator and From Beyond because those movies are campy as fuck, and. It's just it's literally a um a love it's like a Lovecraftian entity deity who's been hopping bodies for who knows how long and we and and this woman I forgot her name the main actress she is um she's like a psychiatrist or something I can't remember no like a therapist a therapist yeah. okay basically yeah and she runs into the she basically runs into this deity through another person and she tries to help him, and there's like a love thing going on. It's not really love; it's more lust. But like, I I didn't mind. yeah, I didn't mind all that. I just, I don't know, man. Like, it was enjoyable at times. Like, I really did like some of the part, like the the car part. That part was sick, but and the head part too, you know. But like, I feel like those scenes are good. But maybe it's just me, like seeing that kid. I told you, I seen that kid in Babysitter One and Two. And yeah, I think I he's he good. Him. Yeah, I think he's good. Like, I really do. But I, I just feel like this role just does not fit him. But I'm not saying that because of the erotic parts. I'm saying that because, like, the intimidation. I just don't. I don't know. He's mainly the the host, right? Yeah. So, like, I mean, it's just like, I don't know. When yeah, I you're don't talking think about it's... this entity thing being in him, he just wasn't my favorite part of it. The, the women kill it. So, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, all like, the women Barbara Crampton and, Barbara too, yeah, Crampton, and she's in this, yeah. and she is crazy because like I know why I know why they do this, but like they give you an actress like her, she's still fine as hell too. And sixty five, bro, she's sixty five. Yeah, but but crazy. then she's like she, well, she is in this movie a decent amount, I suppose. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But the movies that they usually pull these actresses, these older ones, actors and actresses, they just don't get a lot of screen time. And it just makes me be like, man, why not? But I get it because, you know, they're paying stuff, I suppose. You know, it's higher. But it's just like, I want more of those people. But they get, they're like, no, no, no. It's about this new actor or actress. They're just there to be there. And it's like. You're talking mainly about, you're talking mainly about that guy from the babysitter movies. Well, him and the the, the therapist. Um, yeah. When, I think she's in a bunch of stuff, though. She's in a lot oh, of okay, stuff. Well, like well, I just mean like Barbara Crampton, you know, they pull her in and like the attention really isn't on her. It's on these newer ones. And the the guy, he's okay. Until the end. Yeah, until the end. Yeah. Which that's really cool. See, that's like one of my favorite parts near the end. You see, um, you mentioned him and you thought that the guy that played, I can't, his name's Jonas something, I think, or something, Jonas. I don't remember his name, but the guy from the babysitter who plays in here, um, I agree with him not being scary. He's not really threatening either. I think the threatening thing comes from 
the deity being able to literally yeah. pop in right. bodies by the literally by uttering a phrase. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So and it's and, and, and you do it more than what I think three times, and it's like it's it's forever. You know? Yeah, Basically. and like it, it's I get that. It's just I mean when when he's the host, like he's the one we're seeing. You know, like yeah. It's just that's that's what like I mean I honestly wish it would have been like a physical like thing but like a monster like creature something along those lines or something just because like I don't know and then the whole every time it was swapped to her yeah and like the shaky cam and like the yeah down, I was just like eh, I don't know I was just yeah and this wasn't yeah, I anything guess, I, guess, I haven't seen before so yeah I guess I was just on board with like. The callbacks to like the reanimator films because I mean, and obviously, we talk about Barbara Crampton's character, she is playing basically the same character she played in uh From Beyond, and you also have Miskatonic University in From Beyond and Reanimator, and even have that shot outside the Miskatonic view where you see this, and I know for sure you see it in Reanimator that same shot of the outside Arcane Hospital, whatever, whatever it is. And you, uh, that just took me back to those movies. And the, like I said, we talked about the campiness that brought me back to it. And the part where old boys holding up the head, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? That part's cool, yeah. That but part is so cool. And it reminds me of the bad guys from those other movies. It reminds me of Dr. Pretorius from From Beyond. They have that same, they're all arrogant in a way. You know what I'm saying? They have that arrogance about them and they have like that, like, nihilistic view almost and you know whenever they swap bodies in here that's what i like too like that's why i don't place too much uh attention to jonah whatever his name is <laughs> god damn it i should have wrote i should have wrote his name down but because whenever it, it whenever they body swap it and the entity's in like say a woman or something the attitude and that's and that demeanor is still there and so you know it's that lovecraftian evil as fuck you know his name's judah lewis Judah. Okay, my bad. Not Jonah. Judah. Judah. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, whenever it hops into like a woman or anybody else, that 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 presence is still there. You know what I'm saying? That's the part I like about it. That nihilistic and like almost like smart ass kind of. You know? Yeah. I right. like that. But when he's holding up the head, I'm like, this is fucking cool. And everything in the background is kind of blurred. It and, is uh, cool. Like those parts are cool, but it's just like. I don't know. I feel like that part, the head, and the in the car part, and the ending are like the standout parts, mm-hmm. and like just the rest is just not. I don't know. Like that's why I have it at like a seven point five, I think, or seven, maybe seven. Not a seven point. I think I had it at seven seven, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, to me, it just. It, it gave me what I wanted out of a like a modern Lovecraft movie, and I just know that Joe Lynch was paying homage to fucking Stuart Gordon, rest in peace, and he's paying homage to Dennis Pioli, who wrote the script, and it just felt right to me. And it seems like it's getting, for the most part, it's getting well received, especially by people who like these movies. But it's not you; you don't like it as much. Although you're not too far off rating wise than what I am, right. I give it eight. I give it eight right. out of ten. I feel like when I rate something a little bit lower. You're like, oh, you don't like it. And it's like, no, I don't not like this movie. I just didn't like it as much. But yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Well, I liked it a lot, actually. Actually, I want to buy it. Just because it's. You want to purchase it. I want to purchase it. Just because to me, like I said, I mentioned it before already. But like it 
there's a, there's a through line to those reanimate reanimator from beyond films even if they don't look alike they feel like uh kindred wise spirit wise you know they, it, i love that but yeah that's my number eight suitable for wasn't this a uh shutter it is a shutter original although of course that's one thing i wanted to say too when i was watching it i saw the shutter th- i had to pay for this because it's not on shutter yet and so i'm like oh, of course really? i have to yeah of course i have to pay for this I wow. guess it's going on in early 2024 or something, which is stupid, but yeah, it's not even on shutter. I had to freaking rent it. Well, how'd you watch it? You had to rent it, didn't you? Oh, dude, I was scooping the internet. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. You pirated it. You pirate. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pirate almost all of these, dude. I've, I, um, I mean, some of these I've seen in the theater, some of these I streamed, but yes, if I could not find it literally anywhere and, um, I didn't feel like purchasing it, yeah, I just see if I could find it. Um, gotcha. which we, I did want to say though, you did mention Candyland. That one is on Tubi. Tubi's yeah. free. <laughs> yes. Tubi is free. And then you, with ads, but it's free. Yes. <laughs> All right, so my number seven is... You went over um, your number eight already? Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> We're so... We get so lost. It throws it off because we skip, so that's why I'm a bad. So my number seven is one that I watched last minute. Um, it came out and um, back in October. Um and I really dug this movie a lot, man. Some people don't like it as much as the book, apparently, but I really liked it. I didn't read the book, so but this is Dark Harvest. Um I don't know, man. It's like this problem. movie has its problems. It really does have its problems. Like I'm not even gonna say that it's some great, like doesn't you know, like it just flows well because it really doesn't at times, but yeah. It's just like something about it, man. I don't know what it was that it's one of those movies that kind of like, you know, when you're like, oh, yeah, like this movie just stood out like it just just it's like memorable to me. I don't know. Like, I guess it's because of like how screwed up the plot really is, because it really is like a bleak type of like situation here. So we got this town in the that, 60s. Um, yeah, in the '60s, which I thought was a really cool part of it. I like um, that. Yeah, I like that too. Um, but basically, this town has uh, these. Every boy in the town has to uh, go out into the cornfields on Halloween and kill Sawtooth Jack, which supposedly is not in the book. Um, he doesn't have a name, or he's called like the Pumpkin Something. I don't know, or the something Candy Corn Demon or some shit. I don't know. Oh, okay. So I know they changed his name. He's supposed, to kill him. he's supposed to kill him before he makes it to the church at twelve and midnight. Yeah, so. yeah. And you kill him. And if you went, if you do that, if you're the kid that can do that, then you're gifted like I don't even know. They're not very twenty five grand. I think it was. Okay. Yeah. And usually that kid leaves. Yeah, and they leave town, and like you know, because the town isn't really much to boast about, so um, they leave the town. Well, um. That's that's pretty much it. I mean, that's pretty much the plot. I mean, of every it, year, like, yeah, every year, every single year, they gotta do this. So then we got this this kid for the movie, and then we kind of see his story of it and how his brother was a winner, 
And um, something happened to his brother. He don't know what happened. They say he's living well, you know? Yeah. Um, well, he, he supposedly he sends like these postcards telling him where he's at because he's traveling the world, you know, traveling the United States. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, New Orleans. Uh, you saw that? A greaser. Uh, a greaser. That's, yeah. that's what they look like, really. Um, yeah, yeah. They pop over um, here. Yeah, but anyway, so you know, he's trying to win though, so that he can go what find his brother or something. Um, but yeah, I'm not gonna give away any details of it because you know you kind of get into spoiler territory once you start talking yeah. about the actual plot. But I thought it was it's pretty pretty dark once you really figure out what's going on i thought that dude i thought though the gore was on point with this movie i thought the extra fun gore to like with sawtooth jack um oh yeah he straight up pulls people's fucking heads apart from like the mouth well yeah that but i'm talking like at the beginning when you know we see how it is every year and he's kids attack him and they rip him apart and he has candy inside of him and stuff like I love that detail. That was so cool. Because yeah, all but the how Halloween, do you? What? Which is no? What you were saying? What you were about to say? Well, all the Halloween movies that we watch, finding something new like this, it just like hits me because I'm like that hasn't really been done in this way, and I love it. Like it's just it's cool. How do you feel about? Because you you said you mentioned that they put candy into the sawtooth jack. Uh, and so whenever the person or somebody kills a sawtooth jack, they all tear them apart and eat the candy. But how do you feel about like because everybody who uh, participates in this run to find sawtooth jack on Halloween, they have to be held in their rooms for like three days straight, yeah. locked, it, and they can't eat and drink. Yeah, I mean it's not. It's kind of messy. I mean, is that what it's you mean? So, like, it's just so over the, it's so over the top because like yeah, they're in the scenes, like, they're like the kids are throwing shit in the room, catching. Get, let me the fuck out of here and shit like that, and throwing shit against the wall, like tearing the rooms up. And then finally, when it's time to yeah. let them out, they just simply unlock the door and like you're free they're to go. so hungry, and they're gonna like thirsty. they're gonna like eat sawtooth jack, and yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cool. Like I think talking like as a concept, it's cool. Like, or like, you know, thinking of it is cool, whatever, but like filming it, it kind of comes across as like not the best uh, executed. But yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. That's that is one of my problems with it. But like, there's so many cool parts about this movie, dude. Like, I loved uh, about it. So, yeah, this is, sitting, this is sitting at a um, eight out of 10 for me. Um, yeah, I love it. It's definitely one. I don't know if it's gonna be like on my rotation every year or anything, but I'll definitely watch it again. I really like. What you rated? Like an eight out of ten, I believe. Yeah, I gave it a seven. But I actually liked it more whenever we find out like the twist plot twist thing. Yeah, dude. And find, the, I liked it more. You like the CGI with uh, Sawtooth Jack. Yeah, yeah. It didn't bother me because there's some. There's not some. There's some CGI, but there's like some practical too. You don't get the um you don't get pumpkin head vibes. Oh like, yeah, I get pumpkin head vibes for sure. Yeah, I even mentioned okay. that in my review. Yeah. Oh, okay, uh-huh. okay. I, I get it because he's like this slender, tall, pale looking thing, and he obviously has a pumpkin as a head, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right, right. I did get pumpkin head vibes. What about that scene before we move on? But I kinda thought it was over the top too. You probably liked it. Whenever he went whenever whenever he was uh saw two Jack went into like that little bunker and like all the kids are hiding there and like you just see blood spurt out that motherfucker i don't remember 
Yeah, like this the night, and he's trying. Some dude's running from Sawtooth Jack, and he's trying to get in with these other people who are hiding. And yeah. he's like, you have to pay me twenty dollars to get in up front. He's like, I'll pay you tomorrow. No, you can't, because then everybody else will be pissed. And the, the kid outside the thing gets killed, and then they open up the like bomb shelter, and there's a bunch of kids just hiding there. Sawtooth Jack walks down. And oh, then all of a sudden, yeah, yeah. you see a big pool of blood come out that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh, that, that's also over the top. But I also got to think, I mean, it's, you also got to think, like, it only went on Prime. It looks higher budget than it should be. Like, it definitely, I don't know, like, the budget kind of surprised me. Because the budget's not high, but it looks high. Oh, it looks um, good. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. Did you see uh, 30 Days of Night? 30 Days of Night is one that I've tried to watch a few times, man. I just get bored of it. Okay. Same director. That's why I was wondering. Oh, okay. I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could. I don't know if I could see it exactly because I like Dark Harvest and I've not finished 30 Days of Night before. So, yeah, but yeah. yeah so that's going like to be my number seven. Seven. Cool. All right. My number seven is one you haven't seen, so I know we ain't got to skip this one. Uh, and that is It Lives Inside by Bashal Duda. Duda? I of course can't. I didn't watch this one. Of course. Yeah, It Lives That's Inside. That's the one that I didn't watch. <laughs> uh, it's been a while since I've seen this as well. A couple months. I've seen it when it came out in theaters, but it was in theaters for a little while, actually. This is another PG-13 uh, horror movie. Uh, but, man... PG-13 that delivers just like Boogeyman. This was the same thing because they got a you have a creature at the end and everything. It looks awesome, but this is a hin this is a Hindu Indian film. Uh, it deals with kind of like how we have um, Bloody Mary and all this other stuff. It's kind of like that. It's a it's an urban legend, but like for them, for like that culture, and so everybody in this movie is Hindi. Um, this actress, the main actress in the movie, she doesn't want to follow the same because, like in Hindi and Hindu, you have a lot of strict like way you brought up and stuff like that. And she's like doesn't want to be any. She doesn't like that at all. She wants to do her own thing. Like she, how to explain it? She just doesn't want to like follow the status quo of like what they're doing. And like she has this rift between her parents, and she has this friend that she had when she was younger who uh, they kind of fell off, but they were friends when they were really young, really good friends. And they're in high school now. And she carries around this little mason jar and it's like got black shit in it. And all the people at school is like, this girl's weird as fuck. She's carrying this jar. She's talking to it. She looks strung out. You know, something's wrong with her. And then they ask the main character who I just talked about, like what's going on with her because they were friends and everybody knows that they were friends. And she's like, I don't know. I haven't talked to her in a long time. Well, she eventually talks to her, finds out what's going on. She's supposedly something's in this in this jar. It lives in this jar, something, some kind of entity. And you can't open a jar. Otherwise, you let it out and all this stuff. Well, she ends up dropping the jar. The jar breaks. The demon comes out. And I won't spoil anything else besides that. But uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say else about this movie, except that I liked it a lot. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely need to watch it for Me. sure. <laughs> yeah, it's, if it's on my top 10, I think you do need to watch it, yeah. Uh, it just surprised me for being a PG-13 movie, and it the score reminds me of uh, It Follows a little bit, 
Oh, the movie's not like, yeah. The movie's not like it follows, but there's a theme in it that reminds me of a theme from uh, it so follows, not the main one, it, but why wasn't it called "It Lives in the Jar" instead of "It Lives Inside"? <laughs> or it should be called "It Lives, it lives in the Jar." In, it lives inside the jar. That's what it should be called. <laughs> you don't need the jar in the title. <laughs> it lives in this mason jar, <laughs> but no, uh. I don't. I'm not gonna say anything else. My, mainly because I don't remember all the everything about it. But I do remember that it gets pretty. It's pretty tense all throughout. It's pretty creepy for a PG-13 movie, and you get a creature at the end. You get a fucking awesome creature at the end that I did not expect to see. And so when I saw that, it was like the cherry on top because I had liked the movie all throughout, and it was surprising me. Uh, just because PG-13 usually lets me down, but not this year, and. I, I mean, I think we go back a few years where there's some PG-13 movies that people probably would look past because of the rating that were actually yeah, solid. And Smile, this is why was PG-13. There you go, Smile. Year, I believe, yeah. yeah. Yep. And so, yeah, that's my that's my number seven. It lives inside. What's your rating on it? Oh, it's an eight out of ten. I gave it eight. So, do you not see this, like, complete, like, um, kind of like I don't know, I don't even know how to word this. This like continuous, um, release of like these like maybe PG thirteen sometimes rated or little horror movies that always got a creature at the end. Do you not notice this? No, I don't think I noticed it. Like, what you mean? Cobweb, like smile, cobweb, smile. It lives inside, ma. Uh, from like 2013. Um, yeah, like they all have like these like creatures. Lights out. Um, yeah, but I don't think lights out. This is, they're all different though. If you, in, from the movie I, that you. Yeah, yeah. I guess now that you mention it, yeah. But like, I still think a lot of those movies are vastly different in ways. Yeah, they you know? are. But like, it's I don't know. To be honest, at this point, like it doesn't bother me per se but the whole like kid drawing weird shit that stuff's so overdone now at this point <laughs> this is not this is not that though i think you need to watch it i think it being an indian film and based on like something that they're they grown up they've grown up like fearing and you get into that it feels foreign to you when you watch it too because we were born in fucking western world over here in the united states so we know nothing about it and so the stuff that they bring up with that is it's new because i don't know about it but yeah. it's also effective. It's effective as well. It doesn't do like stupid cliche things that you said, you know, like a lot of films that you mentioned do, you know, they kind of repeat the same things. This one doesn't do that. And I was surprised that it didn't. So definitely recommend this one. All right. So All right. we're going to go on to my number six. Yeah. Uh, another one that I just knocked out just last week. I knocked it way out the park. Um, <laughs> oh, my <laughs> I was needing to, I was needing to watch a, a bit of these and I, this is one that I got around to finally we already got this movie but this is the redo of this movie or like kind of continuation if you want to say that like that and that's Malum which higher for me <laughs> okay which is one that we're not going to talk about right now but <laughs> surprised me so that's all that was a number that was a number 6 for you yeah Okay, cool. Uh, okay, well, on to my number six. My number six 
straight to the point. I've seen this is one that came out kind of early in the year, and that is Infinity Pool from Brandon Cronenberg. Not on yours. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. Did you see it? I did, man. I just, I just did not vibe with this movie at all. Oh like, yeah, that's true. Really, didn't vibe with really it. I forgot we talked about. That. Yeah, I don't it's know why. I was so excited for this movie, and it just didn't do what I thought it was gonna do. But it's not. It's not his. It's not his other. It's, it, comparing it to Possessor that came out so a year two before, it's so different. different. It, it. You can tell it's him though. You can tell it's stylistically it's yeah, him. Yeah, you a lot can. Of things it's just done. to me, this just doesn't even feel like in the same ballpark of Infinity Pool or even his other weird movies that I've seen, like Shivers. Um, that's, oh, that's old. That's, that's, that's David Cronenberg stuff. Oh, okay, okay. Brandon made Possessor, but what else did he make? He only made Possessor and he made... Um, damn it. It was a movie. It was uh, antiviral. That's what it is. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, okay. Well, so I don't know, man. Movie. I just... Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know why. I don't know. I guess I put the expectation on it because of David, but this one... I mean, and Possessor is a high mark. Too. Yeah, Possessor was awesome. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, I, it's not as good as Possessor, but... I still think it's very fucking weird, and I don't think I've seen a movie like this where the gist of it basically is our main character, Alexander Skarsgård, with his wife, um, what's her name? She plays Pearl and all. What the fuck's her name? Mia Goth. Mia Goth. That's that's the whole draw of this, man, for me. Her and him. He's good. He's really good, yeah. Yeah. He's the main character in this, but they go to this foreign country. I forgot where it's at. He's drinking... They're driving back to wherever they're staying. They actually hit somebody, kill him, but they leave him on the road and kind of like leave, kind of like run from the scene. Uh, well, that's not good because they wake up the next day in this foreign country with the cops knocking on the door. Found out that they were involved in a hit and run. And in this country, it's like an eye for an eye type thing. So like, if you don't, so they killed somebody. So like the public from this place, this town, wherever they're at, the only thing to make it even is if you die, you basically have to die. And so he's like, holy shit, I have to die, but there's a catch. If you are rich and you have a lot of money, you can buy and create your own doppelganger that you kill instead of yourself. Which is just, as a concept, it's already fucking wild. But the way that they pull it off is even wilder. (laughs) What's even wild is whenever he makes the, the, uh, the clone, the doppelganger and they're all in there and everybody who's paid for this already and they all hanging out. They're just watching. They're watching themselves get like taken out and they're laughing and it's just, it's weird. What I like about it though, is they can do this multiple times. I think they clone themselves multiple times and it gets to the point where it's like, is this the, really the person that we're, is this really the real person that we see on screen right now? You know what I'm saying? There's a kind of questionable, like property to the movie you know, that like, way. So like the weird thing the weird thing is, man, is that this movie's so weird, but and I love weird stuff like this. Like when I come across something that is just very strange. I mean yeah. if it, it it could still be really good in my eyes, but man, I don't know what it was about this. Like maybe I might watch it again, but I wouldn't see this in the theater and I just yeah, I don't know, it just didn't hit. Like it actually like Felt very long to me too. I felt the runtime um, near like the middle ish more. So you know, I was I mean I was into it, and then I kind of fell off of it, and it yeah. just I don't know wasn't one for me. But 
it's more like a, it's just a mind fuck to me. You know what I'm saying? It's just a mind fuck. Uh, yeah, but the thing is, is, like, usually I love those. Like, or not usually, I guess, because it's a hit or miss. It could be a hit or miss. I mean, anything can, but especially with the subject material, you know, yeah. sometimes could be a, a hit or a miss. But usually I'm down for these crazy ones, but this one, it's just like. Just didn't do it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's because it was more like, it does lean more into. Sci fi. Uh, Thriller, yeah, but also thriller-ish. Not really. I mean, there is a yeah. little horror. There is horror, but it's not like full on. Horror. I think the main horror. Is, I think the horror elements come from like just the concept overall. Yeah, because I like, mean, even this whole body thing. Yeah, the possessor. Not really full on horror either. It's 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 more sci-fi, but it's definitely got horror yeah. in it. You know, just like this one. This one definitely has horror in it too. It's just not only horror, like you say, like we mentioned, but. Right. I, I like it. I like this one a lot. Not as much as I did Possessor, but I think this is a pretty solid follow up. And it's just weird. I think it is kind of a longer movie, though, isn't it? Though, isn't it close to two hours? I could be wrong, but either um, way, I give that. Um, I sure give Infinity Pool. I give Infinity Pool an eight out of ten. Let's see, one hundred and eighteen minutes. It's right underneath two hours. So okay, I thought it was closer to two. Yeah. All right, so on to my number five is one that mm-hmm. you brought up earlier that was placed a little bit lower on your list, so now we can finally talk about it. And that's Candyland. And I'm Damn. so glad. I'm so glad I watched this, dude, because Me too. Um, for the whole year, I had been, uh, it had been like one that I wanted to check out because I had seen it. It came out way earlier in the year, or maybe even last year, and then it was released this year. But um yeah this movie was really cool man i liked it a lot um so basically it's about this uh kind of like these sex workers that work at this truck stop and uh um, oh, a lot of lizards yeah you kind of get to know them too so i, th- I thought i like yeah. that a lot um about it they humanize and, them for sure yeah and one thing i wanted to know before i even talk about it man like trucker type off-road movie i love these horror movies like um i don't know joy it's joyride and stuff you know huh <laughs> joyride as i was saying joyride yeah it's the main one pretty much but like yeah it's just got this weird i mean and then you kind of even go into that like jeepers creepers kind of feel of it also yeah. kind of texas chainsaw massacre so it's got the grit you know so um yeah so yeah but this movie surprised me because like with the sex workers you got this religious group as well that kind of like harasses them and stuff about yeah. like they're not you know good yeah. people um and then one of them ends up wanting to they join them yeah because she's kicked out she wants to join them so so they kind of take her under take her under their wing and um but she's got nowhere to go i don't know if she really wants to join them you know per se because she's still uptight she just has supposedly you know nowhere to go and i don't want to spoil it but yeah but um so, you know, that happens and then, you know, they're doing all kinds of it's 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 a sleaze movie. I mean, for sure. Like it's <laughs> you know, a lot a lot of uh, it's like yeah, an exploitation movie, like you said, like a cold film. And like I really like that about it. Uh it feels like, you know, it's like just doing whatever it wants. Like it doesn't feel like it has really doesn't care, you know, about what, what is or isn't right. So um yeah, this yeah. one was really cool. I don't want to give away any twists either because it does have a twist in it. It's a really cool twist. Yeah, it um, 
It does have smaller Christmas vibes in it. Yeah, it takes place on Christmas around time. Yeah. 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 I like that part about it too. But and we watched yeah. we watched it during that time too, like right before Christmas too. Yeah. Right. This though, I put it um an eight out of ten as well. I actually was gonna put it a little bit lower, but I was like, you know what? Why would I do that when this movie feels like, you know, my type of I don't know, like what I was watching when I first got into horror, like I was watching those off-road, even the backwood type freak movies. And this isn't that at all, but like it still has that vibe because of the the like um the truck stop and everything. Yeah, like stuff isn't like that. Truck like, stop? I think it's just like a hotel, right? And the truck truckers could stop or is it next door to a truck stop? I don't remember. I think it's a truck stop because I think they got I think, right? I thought they had like a bunch of trucks. There are, but like know. there's rooms like almost like a like a motel. You yeah, know? yeah. I don't know. That's where these but... that's where these lot lizards girls stay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a guy there, there too. Guy there. Yeah, yeah. I, I like all of them, dude. They were such solid characters. Yeah, like and you start to feel for them and how bad their life is and stuff. And so then whenever stuff starts happening, I was like, damn, like, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't expect some of it to happen. So but yeah. it doesn't end on, it doesn't end on a, a high note either. It's a downer. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. I'm good with it. Though. I love downer. Yeah. No, I'm cool with it. But I just, um, when that happens, like it kind of, kind of surprises me, which is, I guess it goes back to the whole, it doesn't care about like how it's received, I guess, because it does a lot of stuff that, is not going to be okay with some people, but I mean, so it's a movie. So like, you know, yeah. it works. Crazy. Also, Crazy. This is on Tubi. <laughs> I know. Right. I'm so glad it was. There's also, um, Josh Brolin's daughter in it. Um, as one of the girls. Brolin, yeah. yeah. She wasn't like my favorite of the, the whole clique, but, <laughs> um, she's not really a main one, you know? Right. Yeah. Isn't there another one too, that you noted? Like, um, famous, not fame. I just, not I just know but... that uh, the cop in here is played by uh, um, Baldwin. Yep, one of the Baldwin brothers. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I never seen this one in many movies, but he looks like a Baldwin. He looks like Joe Bob Briggs to me. <laughs> when he pulled up it. in the truck at first, I was like, "Is that Joe Bob Briggs in this movie?" Yeah, I, I literally thought it, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm glad yeah. you you told me about you told me about this one because you heard it on Colors of the Dark, correct? Right. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm glad you told me about it because it wasn't even on my radar. I forgot about it. The poster art, I remember seeing, but I didn't see it for sure. And I'm glad I did because I gave it an eight out of ten as well. It's 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 number nine for me, and it's number five for you <laughs> with same rating. And my co-host disappeared. He vanished. All I see is his microphone. Uh, keep going. Uh, that was all you had, right? Okay, that was your number five, right? Number five, Candyland. Okay. Well, my number five, I think Cam mentioned this one earlier, and we had to wait because it's higher on my list, and it's at number five, and my number five is Cobweb, directed by Samuel Bowden. Seen this in the theater. In your hair. <laughs> Cobweb was on your list, right? Yeah. What I think number it was, was it? number seven, I believe. Uh, okay. Uh, I I like the shit out of this. I seen it in the theater. Zero. Oh, number eight. Oh, number eight. Number eight. Okay. It's we kind of flip flop because Candyland was five for you, it was nine for me, and now <laughs> five is cobweb for me, and that was eight for you. Yeah. Um, 
I liked it a lot, man. I like it has the main character from another movie uh, that I won't talk about right now because <laughs> it might be on my list. But um, yeah, it's about this kid who I don't know what's the what's the gist of it. He's he's with his estranged. He doesn't have a good relationship with his parents. His mom and dad are really fucking weird. Um. Yeah, for sure. He's kind of quiet too, Star, bro. Anthony Starr. Anthony Anthony Starr. Yeah, and the, the girl who plays the mom, she's in a lot of shit too. She's really good. Uh, yeah, they both they play. Them. It remind me of all I could think of the whole time was people under the stairs the whole time. Yeah, I get they remind that, me yeah. of that cup. They remind me of those the couple, the brother and sister from um, People Under the Stairs, and they have a lot of the scenes that like almost kind of like callbacks to that movie in a way. But um, it has a very huge Halloween presence. Like, there's so many, like, jack-o'-lanterns. It has leaves all over. Um, just Halloween decorations. And it's just, it's, like, prevalent. You know what I'm saying? I like that about it a lot. But what I liked about it the most was uh, it just, I didn't expect it. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's this thing in this, there's a thing in the wall that talks to our main character. And uh, it comes off as like almost like people under the stairs where they 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 take these kids and they put them behind the walls, kind of like kidnapped. So you're thinking the family's already odd, or, you know, the family's the mom and dad's already kind of like off their rocker. So you figure they've put a fucking kid in the walls, and you when you when you see how they act and stuff like that, you wouldn't put it past them. But then you find out as the film comes along that. The person in the wall is not exactly who you think it might be. And uh, it's not. <laughs> Spoiler, it's not what you think it is. And whenever that finally comes out of the wall and shows itself, it's pretty fucking awesome. It gets pretty wild at that point. Uh, yeah, I like some pretty, all that stuff about it. Yeah, there's some pretty good kills through that too. But just the um, the creature itself, like... At first, you hear it with this little girl's voice, and it's all like innocent and stuff like that. And then, when it's not, you hear the voice change into like this fucking ugly something. I was like, "Holy fuck!" Like whenever that happened, I think because you don't see it right away, and you just hear the voice change. I'm like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. <laughs> you know, you let this creature, thing out the walls. Yeah, I thought the creature looked fine. I mean, I didn't have. I wasn't. It's not the. I know what you mean. Like, it's not. There's. It, looked, it didn't. Well, it just doesn't look the most, like, I don't want to say believable, okay? Because, look, I'm not saying it, movies got to make everything look believable. But it, it just, it looks, like, like, cartoony in a way. Yeah, that's not a good, that's that. not That's not a good way to word it, but I can't find a word for it. Because it don't look like a cartoon. It just doesn't no, look but I know what you mean. Like, like, I don't know. It, There's it, something... It actually it's more creepier before you than before you see it. I feel like yeah, right. Because you got the long hair thing, and she's kind of like, in a way, it's kind of cliche, I guess, because it kind of looks like every other creature with the long hair and crawling thing. Yeah, but right, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's the voice thing and the the fact that it like in the beginning you hear it as this totally different thing where. Like I mentioned in the beginning of the like another review, but as when I first mentioned that Cobweb was my number five, like when you first hear the voice in the walls, it's supposed to be like almost like a good a good character in a way, or like um, a sympathetic character because it's somebody stuck in the walls from these parents. When it's but it's not that you know it's kind of like 
so the expectations are flipped on his head kind of whenever you figure it out i mean it does look it does look pretty creepy but not i don't know it looks yeah i don't know but anyways um (laughs) yeah i liked it but it was more effective before you seen it even though i don't mind the face yeah i know what you mean by that but just as a whole, man, I, I was kind of like pretty floored by this one. It was kind of like a, it's kind of like an adult, like fairy tale type thing. That's how I felt. Yeah, but it does feel like that. Yeah. The parents are what stole a show for me, though. Like their performance was ridiculously good to me. And the reveal of the creature was better than the actual look of the creature. The only, but just as a whole, the, the, the only thing that doesn't work for as much for me in this <laughs> is the, the teacher subplot thing. Because yeah, that feels that feels like very coincidental. Because like, you know, kid is weird. Then the yeah. teacher contacts the parents. Then like the teacher really sticks around and like does some things that like I was dude like she does. She literally like puts her phone number on his test or something like to call yeah. her. It's like yeah. that's just very. I, don't know, I just don't see that happening, but. Oh yeah, I guess. Yeah. I know, I know. Because <laughs> I mean, if if she figures something's going on at home with him, like something's obviously up with him, you know. And I guess there's she. He's not. He's not telling her what's going on, you know. So she can't get it out of him. So I guess she cares enough for him. So she's like, well, here's my number, just in case you want to reach out or something. If you could tell me what's going on, maybe, and you don't want to tell me now, type of thing. But yeah, in real life, that probably wouldn't happen that way. But. Again, this is this is just a movie, but um, that's Cobweb though. That's my number five. Liked it a lot. Saw it in the theater. It'd be better if it came out in October, but I'm sure Definitely. they didn't get to choose. I'm sure they didn't get yeah. to choose. I'm, sh- yeah, I'm sure they didn't get to choose a release date. So I mean, it is what it is. But it's definitely one that more people should see it because I don't think a lot of people see it. A lot of people probably didn't hear about it because it was it was piss poor. Uh, pr- like it was, it wasn't like what's the word. It wasn't marketed well, you know what I'm saying? Not really many people knew about it. They kind of just popped out of nowhere in the theaters, you know? Uh, I'm just glad it got a theater release because I was able to see it. I had to like go like 30, 40 minutes out the way, but that was fine, especially because I ended up really liking it. And uh, But if you watch it in October, I feel like it's like it's like perfect for that time. But uh, Cobweb, Samuel Bowden, my number five, that's an eight out of ten as well. Cool. So the yes, next sir. one is one that you mentioned earlier, and now we get to finally talk about it because Chicken it's higher four. on my list. Yeah, this is my number four, When Evil Lurks. Yeah, and I'm going to have to ask you why you put it so low, first off. I just feel like the movies that I put above it, I'd rather watch again over this one. Okay, yeah. I mean, that does make sense because this movie is kind of like, like bad thing after bad thing, one after another. Yeah. Um, but it's not I, fun. <laughs> no, definitely not. But I think it, I mean, I think it's done so well, man, like in the, in what it does. Cause like there's some things I didn't really grab onto it as much, but the stuff, like the main, if it wasn't for such a good main character, the guy that plays the main character, not the, not the, the bearded guy is the one I'm talking about. Um, are not talking about him? Have... No, I am. Um, oh, okay. Talking about him. I know you're talking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they have the other one, and he kind of hangs around too. But he's like the brother or something, I think. Or yeah, I think it's his brother. Yeah. 
Um, but I like loved his role in it. Um, if you haven't checked this one out too, by the way, this is on Shutter, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's super, it's super grotesque. Like, I mean, we have this <laughs> infection that's like taking over uh, this one. Well, it starts off with taking over this one guy, and he's absolutely just non-human at this Wait, point. They, they consider that possessed. Yeah, um, it's like this infection, though, right? Um, just what it looks like, yeah. But it's actually yeah. it's, he's possessed by this thing, and but it, it it looks like it takes the guy who it possesses in the beginning that you're talking about. You talking about the big bloated dude? Yeah, what's that called though? It's called like the the something. Oh, they give it they give it a name. Yeah, it's like uh the rot, right? The rotten or so I don't remember. Yeah, the rot. Like I think I think it's just the rot, right? I thought I thought they called it like them something like the oh, something. Okay, okay. Yeah, I don't know, but it's it's absolutely disgusting, and yeah, um, they need to get rid of this person because if they don't, then it's just gonna spread. But they don't know how to get rid of it because if you kill them, then yeah. what? Like it can, it can take over anybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know. It it it's um it's a crazy start, and then there's some stuff that happens that really doesn't. Like it, it's over the top for sure. Like the whole dog part. I'm sure you know what I'm talking Jesus about. Jesus Christ! Yeah, the dog with the girl. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it gets That's really graphic. It's shocking though. It's shocking, yeah. But is it? I wouldn't expect earned, that. You know, is it earned? I think it is, honestly, for the most part. Because yeah. I think that, like, when it, like it does it at the right times, to where it it doesn't just feel like out of place but when it does happen it is shocking i mean like it's hard to be i guess shocking and not out of place because that's kind of what makes it why it's shocking but like it doesn't in a way of like i really enjoyed how crazy it gets like um oh it gets fucked crazy as far as like things eventually just start happening one after another and they're just like fucking like horrendous type uh, things happening you know i didn't really like, like the ending was fine. I I wouldn't have picked that way to end. I didn't love the ending. Yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't bad, but it's like very. It just feels like a different movie. But yeah. um, but yeah. So overall, though, I really scene. loved it, and I put it that high because I put it this high because of just it just feels like the quality is there for me. Like. I believe I put this at like an eight-ish as well, eight point five. I don't know if it, if I did eight point five on it, but eight for sure. Uh, yeah, foreign films too. Usually, like not all the time, obviously, but usually, like these like foreign films that do really well. Like it's just like they they do it differently than they do in the U.S. So that's the same thing. I'm, yeah, like, that's the, that's how I feel about. It, it lives inside the same way you feel about this. Cause I feel that way about when evil lurks also, because it brings things to the possession genre that you didn't really see before. And it's a lot of cultural things too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. It lives inside does the same thing. Uh, I mean, when evil lurks as a possession movie, as a horror movie too, I mean, it does what you would want a horror movie to do. It doesn't let up. It's like, it doesn't, it's unforgiving too. Like it's super like, bleak oh yeah very uh which i appreciated it i just i guess at the end of the day i didn't love the ending and 
is just one of those movies that I'm probably never gonna watch again. I don't know. Maybe maybe one more time. Yeah. Just to see how I feel about it. But it's it's just such a bleak movie. It's like not one I just want to pop on for the fun of it, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. But the fucking the scenes that it, it definitely goes there for sure. Like it isn't scared to go there at all. So oh, no. I respect it. No, definitely not. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah. It it goes pretty far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love how much we thought about the goat scene. That's a pretty sick scene. The goat scene? Oh man, and that's mean. Yeah, like that scene is I saw in your review that you said I, now I know why she's holding an axe that way on the poster art. <laughs> it makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah, now it does. Yeah, like yeah. you don't even have to say it. Nobody has to spoil it or anything because yep. when like you just figure it out. Like, <laughs> like yeah. you know, that's a good scene. That's probably my favorite scene in the movie, honestly. Yeah, that part's crazy. Yeah. That was your but number yeah. four. Yep. So you got your number four, right? Yeah, my number four is next. Uh, I think I gave when Evil Lurks was my number ten. I gave it a seven and a half out of ten. Yeah, uh, so you gave it I'm an eight right and a half. Above it. Yeah, I'm right above it. Um, yeah. but I still sorry. Feel like I know a lot of people. A lot of people are gonna keep that at the top of their list. Like I know a lot of people are, which is fine. I understand it. I understand it totally. It just didn't do what it did for me, like it did other people. That's all. Uh, but it's just preference, really. Um, my number four is one that you mentioned earlier, so we can talk about that now, and that is Malum uh, from Anthony de Blasi. Uh, the pseudo-remake of his film Last Shift that came out in like 2010, 2012, something like that. Um, it's basically Last Shift remade is what it is. Uh, and he directed, like I said, but he had more of a budget this time. He wanted to up the makeup effects, wanted to up the gore. He just wanted to up everything. Even the story. The story's the same for the most part. It's almost, I want to say shot for shot. A lot of it is kind of shot for shot. There is some additions, though. And, man, the additions that they added to the movie, I feel like it I feel like it ups the movie. Because I love Last Shift, and I love how I love how subtle Last Shift is. But they took Last Shift with the creepiness of Last Shift. I still think this is a creepy movie. Maybe not as creepy and quiet as Last Shift was. But whatever it's missing from that, it makes up with all the shit they added. Like, they added this... The demon stuff at the end is my favorite part that they added. Like, they actually give us a demon. He looks. They don't sick. give. Us, he looks fucking. See, he reminds me. That reminds me of Hellraiser. That's all yeah. it reminds me of to me. Like, and um, I he like looks it, too, man. I I I like this too a lot more than <laughs> yeah. I like Last Shift. I have this weird relationship with that movie though because I do like it, or maybe it's just yeah. the, these two movies in general because I do like Last Shift. So when I heard this was coming out. I was like, eh. But Last Shift is also one of those movies that, like, I I liked it, but I don't really see myself revisiting it. I feel like I it's... Last Shift. Wait, what's that? I said I love Last Shift, actually. I really do a lot. I, I would say I like it because... It's just like, I don't know, like, it's in one setting. I guess it's the whole one setting, one character, for the most part, going through something, and, like, you you just I don't know once I see it it's like wow that's what happened and like I don't know I feel like yeah obviously you go watch rewatch movies and you don't know you know like you already know what's coming but yeah for this I just feel like there's nothing that's like or at least for last shift was nothing I was like yeah man like I'm definitely gonna go back to that but this one 
I don't know, man. Like, I really was surprised because I, I wasn't super into wanting to see it, really. But when I did see it, I was like, okay, this is solid. I like it. Yeah. With Last Shift, I even, I'm going to say just just me, like my opinion. I think Last Shift's a scarier movie as far as, like, taking his time, building these creepy scenes. I'm not saying Malin doesn't have it because a lot of this is, a lot of this, a lot of Malum is Last Shift. But with Last Shift, I feel like, like I just said earlier, it's more quiet, takes its time. It's more uh, bump in the night type thing. Um, of course, there is gore and there's the ending's kind of ridiculous. The ending, the ending is ridiculous in a good way on Last Shift. Um, but they just, man, they make up for it with special effects, blood. Like, if you get the creepiness and the eeriness from Last Shift, this is more of like, I keep harkening back to Hellraiser, but it's like shocking, gory, twisted. It's just all those things that come to mind. As far as like with Last Shift, it's more like I keep saying quiet. <laughs> I keep repeating myself. Like it's more quaint. Malum is more punk rock, I guess. You know, um, in a way, it just go, it just goes for it. It goes for broke basically, and it. it a lot of people that have seen Malum, they don't. It's a lot of people are torn, so they're like, "It's not as good as Last Shift." Oh, I like it more than yeah. Last Shift, but uh, I'm got, the reason I'm, I wanted to watch this was because Anthony De Blasi directed. If see, if it was remade by a different director, my want to watch this would have went down a lot because I'm like, this literally just got made not long ago. Why are you remaking this? But oh. his reasoning, his reasoning for remaking it was fine, and it's him coming back, so I'm I was more on board with it, you know. How do you feel about the Cabin Fever remake? Different I haven't seen director. it, but... Yeah, it, I do not like it at all. Yeah, I had zero. I had about, to say zero. I had zero any... The, wait, you had zero what? Ex, like, I had zero want to watch that Cabin Fever remake because I heard it's like a shot for shot, basically, almost. Shot for shot, dude. <laughs> wait, um, what about um, Pet Cemetery remake? I haven't seen it since the movies, but when I seen it in the theater, I actually liked it. I didn't love yeah. it, but I did like it. Yeah. yeah. I still See, I rather, just, I rather the original, but yeah, I don't know, man, just these remakes of like another horror movie. That's like fine on its own. I don't know. I just don't see the point of it. And then when they come out, I don't have, you know, much like desire to see it. But in this instance, I was surprised, but most of the time, I'm just not one that, you know, but yeah, I liked it. Fuck, I, I like Malum a lot, man. Yeah, it's obviously like my number four. And before we move on from this, I kept trying to like differentiate Malum and Last Shift. So I'll say this before we move on. Last Shift is like a haunted house when you're going through a haunted house, but you have the anticipation of what's around the corner. You don't know what's there, but it's like, you know, something's there. You don't know what it is. It's creepy. It's it's foreboding. With Malum, you get which what's behind those corners <laughs> from the haunted house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you get the actual, like the actual release or the actual, um, the, the creature or the actor that's behind it, you know, the scare, it's just more in your face than last shift was, but both serve a purpose. I think they're both great. Uh, I give it an eight and a half out of 10 first eight and a half. I think I give it like an eight. So right there. Cool. Hell yeah. All right, Number dude. We're our top three, dude. Top three films yeah. of the year. These I feel like 
these I moved around recently actually because the first one has always been the first, but not the second, the third, you know. So I moved them around a little bit, but this one I actually put a little bit higher, but I moved it down to three. Thanksgiving, Eli Roth. That's my number three as well. As well. Hell yeah, dude. So yeah, we share that's one. My number three. Yeah, so far. Think, so far, because I was going to say, we might match with our second, but I know we're not going to match with our first. But, okay. um, but, <laughs> but yeah, oh, I, I know what your number one is. I love this movie. Uh, same. I love this movie too, bro. I mean, it's just a fucking what you want in a slasher movie. It's, it's an 80s people, slasher in modern times. A lot of people did not like it. Um, because that trailer, man, like they really compared it to that trailer and that this movie is just not the same as the trailer, which it's not, I don't think, in that That's grit, on them at that point. In that grimy way. But like well yeah, but you see you see their point though? I mean I see their point, but they're they're basing it off the trailer. It's like, okay, well forget about that and just go into it knowing it's not gonna be that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess, but it's just the way that Eli Roth was like, hey, here's the movie that I made a fake trailer for, and people are literally thinking that was exact, but now it's been, what, 16 years, and now he's making it. He made it as he wanted it, but, like, it just doesn't match people's expectations of what, you know, the trailer showed. Which is, I guess. It's just odd because, like, the little teaser that he had in that one movie that back in the day or whatever, like, didn't show much at all. So people were literally probably coming up with their own, like, <laughs> way they think that his movie of Thanksgiving movie would have been, you know? Well, it's like... like kind of like... They give you, well, he gives you the aesthetic. It kind of looks like a grindhouse look and stuff like that, yeah, which is yeah, not I what this they, is. But. I think they wanted a more serious approach to it. I think so. You don't think this is somewhat serious? Kind of, but it is, but, like... It's also it also is really fun and creative. Yeah. Yeah. So like it wasn't as I don't know, like I guess like the grindhouse feel, I guess, would have been like more like disgusting, I guess. And like I mean this is a disgusting movie at times. But like I don't know, like this I guess people are expecting more of like a two thousands feel. Like the nasty 2000s feel which it does touch a little bit but it's definitely more i feel like more like it fits better now than it would in 2000s i guess but some people are saying oh this would have came out like 10 years ago and i'm like i don't know i think it <laughs> i think it feels pretty good like coming out now honestly yeah but i but i feel like in the teaser that he gave us with the logo and everything it felt like it was trying to be like a throwback right it felt like a throwback yeah. to an older movie and i mean this is a throwback by the way like as far as slashers go, it's literally harkening back to slashers from the eighties and the kills are slashers from the eighties type kills, you know. Right. I so love I don't know if man. I don't know if that's what they were if they weren't if they weren't expecting that, that sucks because I mean it doesn't look right it doesn't look the same aesthetically from that little teaser he put out, but it's still a homage to eighty slashers. Yeah. You know. I loved I just, it. We talked about it at no. We talked about it a lot. We had our own episode about Thanksgiving. Actually, it's our last episode, I believe. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just feel like I loved it, you know. But I'm try, trying to see it the way that everybody else sees it. I do understand it, but I can easily separate it because this movie, I, I just loved it. Like it was, 
it's a holiday horror movie. Like, I don't, I kind of, that's exactly what it is. And it can't, and that's what we got, you know, so. He cooks a woman like a fucking turkey, for God's sakes. I can't, I love that. All right. Yeah. I was telling this about my, I was telling my dad this. He hadn't seen it. And I was like, man, the killer, he fucking puts a woman in the oven like a turkey and he ties her legs up and everything like a turkey. <laughs> he was dying laughing. <laughs> yeah. Like, he think- was dying laughing because he's like, I got to see this because this sounds fucking hilarious. I said, you definitely got to see it. You would think it's, you get a kick out of it for sure. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty like unsettling, but it is, it's really, but it's it really got works. that tongue in cheek too, about it, you know? Yeah. Um yeah. But yeah, I, was, I, have, I have this at a eight point five out of ten. Same for me. Exact same rating, eight point five out of ten. Number three. Same number three. Cool. Um, all right, well, on to my number two. I don't think this is gonna be on your list. Could be wrong. I don't think it would be, and I definitely don't think it would be this high. Uh my number two is The Last Voyage of the Demeter by Andre Overdahl. Okay, well then, I feel like I know your number one, but not even. <laughs> <Yeah>, probably. <laughs> um, Last Voyage of the Demeter, it's literally a Nosferatu movie, and I don't care what anybody tells me. You can say it's not, but it is. It's literally, well, it's what it really is, which I'm sure everybody <laughs> knows, is is a chapter from the book, right, or the novel Dracula, right? The book or whatever it is. It's a, it, it was a book, right? Yeah, the Dracula book, yeah. Bram Stoker, right? Okay, <laughs> he, it was just a chapter, yeah, it's just barely touched on in the book. It's but I love that they took that small aspect of the book and made it into a full movie because Dracula on the ship coming to the mainland. I mean, that's prime for a horror movie to me, and like the way that they built it up and the setting, it's kind of it's pretty much the thing on a boat on a ship, pretty much. It's what that it's what they're going for. You know, it's got the siege narrative and everything. And um Dracula is fucking animalistic as fuck. He's like not suave and sophisticated at all. There's not that side's not there. He literally is just feeding and that's it. You know what I'm saying? And I love how he slowly feeds on the crew to the ship until no one's alive. I love how he feeds on at first he feeds on the livestock and all that they have on the ship, takes away their food source. And it just it's one of those situations that they're in and it gets progressively worse as the movie goes along and i feel like it did that really well um and it's just shot beautifully um it's got a lot of budget to it uh, if i if i had to guess it's a pretty big budget it looks pretty grand in scope um it's dark um gory you get the kid from cobwebs in this as well so he's in two movies on my top 10 just cool but man i just i don't know i liked it a lot i thought Dracula himself was fucking sick as fucking this. Played by um, Javier Botet, I think. Yeah. Which is, he plays a lot of creatures because of his lanky frame. And uh, it fits. But makeup effects and all. There is some CGI, but the makeup effects, I thought, were solid. Uh, and he looks Pretty like... crazy, man. Um, this made... This was $45 million to make. And it only made back twenty one. Yeah, yeah, that's just a shame. That's crazy, man. That's yeah. a big difference. Like, I didn't know it was that big of a difference. Half. It only made half back. Yeah. But I think it's good. I think it's really good, actually. I, I know so, you didn't care for it as much, but... So my problem with this movie is that I just feel like it didn't know what to do on the boat because it is one chapter, 
but I just felt like it just like I like the characters and everything, but literally the the whole the whole movie, they're like you know on their way to where they going. I think England, if I'm not mistaken. But but what it is is that they're going to their destination and like the whole like when it starts when things start happening, it's cool. I liked it. But the thing that I didn't really like that was just a little like a little just I don't know, not annoying I guess, but I was just like, man, like this is this is all that's really happening is that they keep saying like, oh, we need to find him, but they don't ever look through the ship like and i wish like we could have got some of that man like them like because they could have like crept around corners and stuff because they keep knowing they keep saying they know where his coffin is they know where he's at in the ship but they never go after him i think it's creepy that they can't they can't find him you know what i'm saying he's elusive like that you know what i'm saying i know but i just i looked at it as like okay they're on a ship like I don't know. I just was like, it can only be yeah. in a few places. Well, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree with that. But like, if if they found out what was going on at the very beginning, because at the very beginning they thought they were just somebody was sick and stuff like that. They, but Dracula was already feeding on people at that point. You know what I'm saying? So by the time they figure out it is this fucking creature on the ship, he's become more powerful. And you see that as the movie goes along. Like he starts off weak, feeds, feeds, feeds until he's. Motherfuckers got wings all of a sudden, and now he's like flying out, and you can't see shit. So I, I can, I bought into that to where they can't get a hold of where he's at because he's just he's not fucking human. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's a creature, yeah. and he gets away from people. But I also love how dark it is outside the ship at night because like there's no lights. I remember there's a part, and it's like a it's a minor scene where they're looking out to see where they are where they are on the ship because they don't they go on by maps and stuff like that and they don't really know where they're at and he's like i think we're wherever but he flashes the light out it's like pitch black out there and it's like perfect for dracula just to be lurking around and he's actually has his wings at that point because i think he looks through his binoculars or something or some scope and you see him he sees him finally but i just uh, yeah and, and the only other thing about it that i didn't really care for is the runtime because i just thought it was too long dude like i know you said i, I think i should have maybe seen this in the theater because you said too that like maybe it was just your experience in the theater seeing it because like yeah. it's one of those bigger epic movies but like i just thought it was like i, I don't know i just thought it kind of like when it got to the last like 20 ish minutes i was like okay like this could be shorter, but just because I was like, damn, like it's just you're in one location and like I mean I love movies like that, but when you're not going nowhere else, it's like two hours over two hours of one location, really. I mean yeah, yeah they are on land a little bit, but not much. But I guess it just didn't bother me because I was just right on board from the beginning. Like I never felt the uh, runtime. I guess because I was not invested in these characters because I'm not really invested in the characters, but I was just so happy to watch Dracula kill a bunch of people on his boat, I guess. And yeah, they do it. They do it in a, in a good way. Like it's, it's lit. Well, like the shadows and stuff like that, like all that stuff. I eat that stuff up. And, uh, he looks like Nosferatu to me. He looks like Mr. Barlow. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I love. And I mentioned it before. Yeah. Orlock count Orlock, but he's, he's, uh, Mr. Barlow in like Salem's Lot, you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, <laughs> he's blue also, but the same look. <laughs> um, 
there's not much I didn't like about this. Obviously, I want to watch it again just to see how I feel about it on a second watch. But from the first watch in the theater and it was like the perfect setting, I, I'm going to give this a nine out of ten. Yeah. Awesome. I think I give it like a 6.5. God damn. <laughs> no, no, I think I give it a seven. I think I give it a seven. <laughs> I, I want to like, see it again. I want to see it again just to see if that nine stays because nine's pretty high. But man, when I watched it, I was really impressed with it. It's funny how we think it's funny whenever one of us has a lower one because like. It's just me and you, boy. So, <laughs> hey, shout out before we move on though. Shout out to fucking Rebecca from Color of the Dark because she showed this movie some love. She was digging this movie. No one else wants to talk about it. She had it on her list. She said, "You motherfuckers need to watch this movie," and I agree. Last Voyage of the Demeter, or like Cam says, Last Demeter, whatever. <laughs> no, no, the Voyage of the Last Demeter. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. So <laughs> this is gonna be my number two. Which was my number three. Evil Dead Rise. Hard for me. <laughs> okay, well then we're gonna wait. And we're gonna go to my number one. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Talk to me, boy. Talk to me. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it was gonna be on here. It's crazy because you are in the minority. I'm sorry, dude. But I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I want to watch it again, but yeah, from first watch, I didn't it didn't blow me away like it did everybody else. That's all. It's just wild to me how it didn't too, because like I don't really see much. Like I see your points when I read your review. I see your points, but they did not read that way for me. So like it really just goes by I guess the way you were taking in what was happening because like I remember you saying that it looked like it was coming across as like not scary because of the way they were approaching it whereas i took it as okay like whenever you whenever you do something you play with fire you're gonna get burned so that's how i kind of took it because they were really not careful at all and like it, it you know like where it's gonna go i mean that's before everything hits its peak so when um you know when when that happened i was like Okay, yeah, this is not going in a good direction for these kids. It's going to get bad, and it gets pretty bad. I mean, there is some things that, you know, like, uh, isn't as, I don't know, some scenes aren't as heavy hitters as others, but there's some heavy hit scenes, man, and it's, like, really creeped me out, like, a lot. It's like, I mean, when I went to see it, I don't know, when I went to see it, I was like, man, this (laughs) this is, like, Kind of, kind of screwing with my mental right now. But oh, really? Yeah, I wish it. I wish I had that. I wish it had that effect on me because I wanted to. I wanted to like it. And it I, was I went the, in wanting to like it. It was the first part when they, when the main girl first sees the deceased guy, like the first dead guy. That part yeah. really screwed with me because, like, he looks creepy, but it's also the way of like I don't know. We never seen. I never seen a movie where like. You kind dead by like holding a hand or holding an artifact just to yeah. make him pop up real quick and then like it's just kind of i don't know it really freaked me out honestly but yeah i mean the concept is cool like and i did like when they first when you first see it i was like oh this is cool but then it started getting into where like they had that whole scene which i know everybody i've seen so many people on like social media and stuff use the song from that scene 
but it's the scene where they're all going back and forth, taking turns and stuff like that. Love and, the song. I really like. It has a spooky. You know, everybody knows it. Like the little, it sounds like little bells, but then they have the. And that that part, I just feel like it kind of, you know, if it is a playful song, the little creeping part of the yeah. note sounds like a little spooky song. So, but yeah, that's when they first start doing it and they're playing like a party game. And then I think back in what's more, what's more lighthearted, not lighthearted, but what's more light compared, like not, not the song, the song, I don't really, I didn't love the song either, but the fact that they were just having fun doing it, you know, they were just like back and forth, like it was a drug or something. Which I, I think that was yeah. the, that was the point. That was the point. Obviously, it just yeah. in the moment when I watched it, I was like, I didn't like it. I just didn't vibe with yeah. it at the time. And from everything think, after that, it was just I was kind of like yeah. bummed about that. <laughs> well, before we went see it, I remember my expectations were high, and then whenever they start playing with it and stuff, like the party game thing, that's when I'm like, okay, I know this movie's gonna get crazy because like it was doing really well and everything. So I was like, yeah. I know it's gonna go far. So like when they first started messing with it, I was like, man, like this is already like this ain't good. So I don't know. But <laughs> the uh I think I gave it like a nine out of ten as well. It it wasn't uh I don't have any tens this year. Um I don't know if I give it I don't usually yeah, because I don't usually do like nine point five. So uh yeah, it's a nine. Um, but yeah, that's my whole entire. Uh, it's a six and a half for me. <laughs> six and a half, yeah, yeah. I know you didn't like it as much. I um, want to watch it again. I want to give it another chance because I feel I know, like I'm I mean, the only person on the world that doesn't like this movie. But no, yeah, but I mean that's the thing though. Like there was also movies that. Well, we need to talk about the final one. <laughs> yeah, but. There was also movies on this list that I thought you would like more and you didn't. And you thought I would like more and I didn't. So, like, this year, <laughs> yeah. had, this year just had movies like that that were, like, up and down, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I do want to, like I said, though, said it many times already during you've been talking about it. I want to see it again just because I want to give it another shot. But it just it borrowed a lot from another from movies that had already been out. You know what I'm saying? It borrowed a lot of – I kept feeling that. Like, I felt like it was – like, when the – uh when the shocking parts would happen, it felt like it was going to happen then. And it felt like it needed to add that scene in there because it was kind of like cashing in on the success of certain scenes from hereditary or something like that. I, I just felt that vibe. That, 24, but... I knew you were going to say that. It's not the same as hereditary at all. Like it's not the same movie, but some of the beats and where they are and some of the shocking stuff. And when they bring it out, it's like, it felt like they were going for that same effect that hereditary did. And I feel like hereditary did it. Obviously, Hereditary did it first, so maybe that's why I'm just comparing the two. But yeah, that's all I thought about. So we're down to number one. You're number yeah, one. Yeah, my number one. Yeah, well, this is on your list too. <laughs> my number one's Evil Dead Rise from uh, Lee Cronin. Yeah. I'm actually, very surprised you got this at your number one. To be honest, it was my number one for the since I've seen it, and I don't think it's ever left. Seriously? Funny enough, though. Yeah, I'm gonna. Funny enough, I'll do a little bit different here. I'm gonna rate it now, just because I'm in context from Last Voyage. Last Voyage, I gave a nine, and I, I'm only giving Evil Dead Rise an eight and a half <laughs> mm. out of ten, only because I avoid doing that, dude. Just because I wanted to, I tried to avoid it too, but yeah. I was like, I like Evil Dead Rise more as a movie, 
I think Last Voyage of the Demeter is a better made movie overall. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed Evil Dead Rise more. Obviously, it's my number one. I think it it's an Evil Dead movie. I mean, what else you want to say about it? It just does everything an Evil Dead movie and should I, do. I saw people not liking this movie, man. And I, it's yeah. so weird to me. No, it's so weird to me because like it does stuff that Evil Dead does. Like, what do yeah. you want? What do you mean? Like, what do you mean? People, like, it's not... It's like does too much. It's too goofy, or it doesn't, doesn't do it do in a way, or it borrows too much, or it feels. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? They all borrow <laughs> from like each other. The cabin right. is changed in this one, but it's used in all the other. Like the stuff that they keep the same or they change. I feel like people still bitch about either. Like I think the stuff that they changed and not keeping in the cabin was the exciting part about it. Like that was why yeah. I wanted to watch it in the first place because it was not the same old cabin like the I mean, other fucking Evil Dead movies. Yeah you could pull I apart the, cabin, the movie. But... You could pull apart the movie. Oh why is there you know a, a yeah. bank thing underneath the hotel? Why is there like you know why is the hotel in this like black pit of hell on earth or whatever? Like <laughs> like you can pull apart those details on it but like the focal point in a movie is the high rise. So like they make it literally feel like, okay, literally this is what we're dealing with here. Like everything else is like, I don't know. It's just, it doesn't matter. It's the same thing with evil dead, the woods and the cabin. That's it. They don't go nowhere else. So like, yeah. I felt like it was the seclusion and everything was literally what we wanted. This shit was so good, dude. I don't know what y'all talking yeah, about. Yeah, I don't understand it either. And, and and honestly, like, even like the stuff with the we get the demon, we get the Kandarian demons, we get the gore. Yeah, you know I see some people, get- I see some people hate the intro. I see some people love the intro. I love the intro, dude. I like the intro. Title I love sequence. it. I love it, dude. I love the rise out the water. I do like, love that part. Yeah, that's what I mean when it says Evil Dead Rise. Yeah, and he rises out the water. Title sequence—that's what I meant. Not the whole. I intro. do like it. I do like it a lot. I do borderline love it. I think it's especially the titles. The title card is phenomenal. I think the way yeah. the like, title card it, is it, behind it, a girl it moves, floating. It moves, but it's also her coming out of the water. Like we just yeah. haven't gotten a little bit out the realm of the cabin, and that's what they did with it. You know, before the high rise scenes, and like I thought it was really sick. Like. I kind of was trying to nitpick and I nitpicked it when I first saw it because I felt like the intro, is, it feels like a different movie than the rest of the movie that we get. In a you way. said that and I to- I still feel that because they they because they kind of just clip on and end, you know, yeah. a part of the end that I don't really care for as well. Right. So that's why I felt I was like, thinking about it. Well, no, that's, why 20, saying, that's, that's why a 10 out of 10, I don't think this would ever even be a 10 out of 10. Yeah, yeah. Because of, like, little things like that, like the two movie feelings. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I said I didn't love that because it felt like two movies, although 2013 film did the same similar thing with the cold open was a different, following different people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Although it felt more in tone, it felt like I don't know. It felt more in line with that movie as far as this intro felt a little off compared exactly. to the story yeah. we follow. Like and yeah, I see what you mean because like the 2013 movie that feels like one continuous movie. Like it's something about the way it feels like it belongs in the same world, whereas these don't. But yeah, I don't know. I still yeah, like I don't know. I just. I guess I'm biased towards Evil Dead though, because it's just 
I love the characters too, man. All the characters, yeah, are really good. all of them, the yeah, mom. man. Especially the main mom, yeah, yeah, the mom, the kills in it, the gore in it. I don't know, like it's like I don't know. I feel like it goes there. Wonder. I don't know what people were saying. It, it feels like I, I remember Drum Dumb said if people said it's uh, Evil Dead Light, and I don't understand that at all. Like, what more do you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I guess because like with the Kandarian demons in the 2013, the 2013 was just hard to top. But right, yeah. But like, that's probably why because people wanted it to be top in that one. But like, some people I don't think know that's the original Evil Dead. So let's just say that. Wait, what's that? Some people think the 2013s are the original. So I'll just keep oh, that. That okay. people don't know what they're talking well, about. Plain and simple. I mean. I don't know. I see how the 2013 one does more, but like this one doesn't. I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like this one holds back really. I mean, no, the I don't ending, think so either. The the ending with the can the the tie the, into the intro. Yeah. No, 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 not not that part. Before that, with the conjoining of oh, of everything. I love that part. I dig it, but I mean. I don't know. I, I wish it was shot a little bit differently because I don't know. In the in the garage, uh, I mean, it was a like I I didn't dislike it, but that wasn't that didn't hit as much as like other scenes in the movie in the actual apartment that they were in. I'd much rather those scenes than the garage scenes. Yeah, but, I see that. Although, like whenever she whenever she can join to these other demons, like they call it the Marauder, is basically what they call this fucking crawling thing. I thought it was just fucking twisted, you know. Like I felt like that concept fit in an Evil Dead movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Just like, oh, just yeah, like, uh, sure. it does. Yeah. I guess it's that just one of those like, situations that's like cobweb. How like we're like, oh yeah, like the face was a little, eh. that's how I kind of feel with this. Like they went this route with with this final creature, and yeah. I think it's decent. But like, I mean, I don't know. Like having one would have been okay with me as well instead of like six yeah i liked it though i love that part and i think uh if you want blood too like there's no shortage of blood at all right yeah <laughs> which i mean i just feel like it, it, it evil dead you got everything you needed from evil dead with this some people don't like the uh little comedy eyeball scene either what part is that again she like eat, she like bites the guy's face and like oh, she sucks it out. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some people don't like stuff like that because of how dark and serious it is. Then you throw that in there, and they're like, "What is this, really?" But have they not seen any? Uh, they probably haven't seen another Evil Dead movie besides 2013. That's the thing. Because I mean, Evil Dead 2013. There's no funniness in that, really. There's no funny moments uh-huh. in that. It's a serious movie. But I mean, also, the origins of Evil Dead had comedic elements. So I mean, they just probably yeah. haven't seen those movies, but. Man, that's Evil Dead Rise. Uh, eight yeah. and a half out of ten, man. I loved it. Um, I still don't I own it. I loved it. Half, but... well. Nice. You had it as your number two? Yeah, my number two. Yep. Nice, yeah. It's my number one. And uh, yeah, that's 2023 for you folks. That's a wrap. Yeah, That is a wrap. Yeah. Um, I know you're probably going to say hopefully 2024 is better than 2023. <laughs> well, honestly, yeah, but... They got, yeah, man, because they got they already got some they already got some like 2024 movies that I'm really excited for, like even early 2024. And I remember and like I remember doing it this year, you know, like 
it didn't hit make the list, but like Megan, like I remember like when that came out, you know, UNC it and like as they start like I'm gonna wanna go see some of them too, but like as they start yeah. coming out, even at the beginning of the year, I'm gonna wanna start going check them out, night swim, you know. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean we I'm excited for next year for sure. I just feel like, cause like whenever say if I uh, look back at decades now, like eighties and stuff like that, and I'm like, well, damn, eighty two had all these fucking movies in one year, and I'm like, that's crazy, that was stacked. And so maybe like ten years from now, we'll look back and you'll be like, well, twenty twenty three had Evil Dead Rise. It also had Thanksgiving. That's cool, right? It had Val. Like it had a it had it had a lot of titles that I feel like were really solid movies, regardless if it's an eight, eight yeah. and a half, whatever. I feel like my top ten. Top nine, top ten, I feel like it's solid, you know, so. Yeah. I'd say my top, like, five-ish are after that. I'm kind of yeah. like, yeah, these are, these I do like, but I'm not like, <laughs> damn, these are amazing. Like, you know. Yeah. Because, like, if you watch a lot of movies during the I look at it, like, if you watch a lot of movies during the year, you kind of have a hard time picking ten. But I, I didn't, but I didn't, we watched 27, 26 movies. So yeah. like, you got to literally pick 10. So you only got half. So like, technically a little bit less. Yeah. A little bit less. So yeah. that's why I just feel like, you know, picking 10, like my top five is solid. I really love these five out of the almost 30 that I watched. But after five, I like those more, but they almost kind of flow into a lot of the rest. And then they kind of just tamper off at the end because I watched some actual trash this year too. So <laughs> I want to say I would love my top five more than like the bottom five, but like my number nine is an eight. And so, and my number one's an eight and a half. Okay. So, the, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, there's not really much difference there. It yeah. kind of like fluctuates. Although, obviously, I'd rather Evil Dead Rise over something like um, Suitable Flesh, even though I really like Suitable Flesh a lot. I know you didn't care for it, but um, yeah. That's pretty much all I had to say on that. I I, give it, I you give know what I can't it. believe is not on your list? What? Skin the Marine. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's what I was going to say, too. I really like Skin the Marine. But I, know, I know you did. Yeah, but like, um, but like it, it goes in the terms of heebie-jeebie as well. Like Those movies, like I don't even compare it because they're so different. Like Same thing with Outwaters. I watched Outwaters this year, which did not make my list, but Outwaters is goddamn wild and like at the end yeah especially and like you know that movie didn't even make it but i love that one too so it's just like oh, i really liked it i mean in your terms i didn't love it i really liked it <laughs> um uh, exorcist believer uh, i was close to making mine yeah i'm not even joking i was close to making my 10 it was right now <laughs> i'm not like a uh, I lowered it from a seven and a half to a seven, but it's at a seven. So and and sick is at a seven, and so right right after sick, I think is either Exorcist Believer. So did you um knock the cabin? I didn't, that's that's toward the end of my list. I didn't like that much at yeah. all. Yeah, I had that nearish the toward middle. Um, uh, Scream Seven. Didn't see it. Um, Saw X. Megan. Megan, Winnie the Pooh, Blood, and Honey. <laughs> <laughs> I watched this trash like a few nights ago, and yeah, it's actual trash. So, do yeah. yourself a favor, don't watch it. <laughs> a lot of people seem to like it though. It's wild to me, man. Yeah, it's just not. It's just 
a straight shock movie and like that leaves you after like the first 10 minutes because you're like oh this is not a fun poo killer movie so yeah <laughs> poo killer poo killer the poo killer <laughs> but yeah guys that's yeah, gonna man. be it for the 23 2023 horror movies our top 10 thanks yeah. for listening um we're yeah, gonna, I don't we're know. Back, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go back to our old format, though. I know that. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not sure exactly who's next. I'm not sure. I don't exactly have to go back and look that with decades because it's been a minute. It's been a minute, yeah. It'd be cool to get right. back to that 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 format, though. It will because I, you know, knocking out the 2023 movies I've been watching. It's been fun, but now I've definitely fallen into like this break. I actually wanted to watch it tonight, but I don't know if I will or not. But <laughs> I just have kind of lost like the urge to want to watch something all the time. So if you are picking something and I'm picking something and you know, then it makes me want to watch a movie, obviously. So same. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when exactly that's going to come, but I'm sure it'll be sometimes in January if I had to guess. But uh, yeah. Uh, hope everyone enjoyed it. Um, let us know. I posted on the podcast, on the podcast page today. What are your favorite movies from 2023? Uh, we'd like to know. Um, and yeah, catch us in 2024, baby.